to Veterans Onward to Prosperity. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Retired, Anna Maria Bliven. And today's show is another continuation, if you will, of Mission Family Possible. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that I wish we weren't going to have to talk about, but guys, we really got to be real about what takes place behind closed doors in the confines of a family military family to be more exact we know that we go through a lot of things as military members and we bring it home with us and our military family go through with it with us and sometimes there are moments where let's just say things get heated well our guest today is there for those moments but we also want to talk today about how we can prevent those moments so don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, join us for the Smash Party, Nationwide Smash Party, to smash out all of our stress, the stress that has been accumulating for over the COVID-19 pandemic. Get it all out smash out that frustration that disappointment that anger get it all out 15 minutes of smashing and then we be calm breathe just breathe and relax Welcome back to Veterans Onward to Prosperity. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Retired, Anna Maria Bliven. And in our virtual studio today, we have Jennifer, who is representing Operation Foxhole. Welcome back to the show, Jennifer. Thank you, Anna Maria. I appreciate the invitation. Uh, some time ago, we had an opportunity to talk with you about what Operation Foxhole does, just in case. We don't have uh, an audience member that knows about that. Why don't we take a moment and share? What is Operation Foxhole? Mm -hmm. Sure. So Operation Foxhole was formed by military families, for military families, and we assist in anyone experiencing domestic violence within their relationship, both active duty and veteran caregiver families. Thank you for that. And then it got started because there's a need. I hate to say that, but it's true. So we're going to get real today. And we're going to talk about the fact that Operation Foxhole is needed. But can we also talk about how we might 
prevent the need for Operation Foxhole? Are you with me on that, Jennifer? Absolutely. It would be a great day if I was put out of business. Yes, because we're talking about a lot of heartache moments. We're talking about when families um, basically are at, at their wits end and they can't survive another moment together. That's very sad. And so you guys know from watching my other episodes how upbeat and how up bubbly and energetic and all of that is. But you'll notice too that I'm pretty somber today. I'm very somber today. Because I got to tell you, when you're in a moment of crisis, it's tough. It's tough on everybody, including Operation Foxhole. Right, Jennifer? Absolutely. So for that reason, we want to talk about how we can maybe get to the point where we're working together and not apart as a family. So part of what Operation Foxhole does is the fact that they are, uh, you're on most of the, the posts and bases all around our military um, environment, right? Correct. We assist military families um, on post here in the United States and veterans families all over. Because in the heat of the moment, when you really need help, if Operation Foxhole wasn't there, you would be in the hands of the local law enforcement. And most of the time, they don't know our language. They don't know our culture. They, and, and it hurts, it hurts us, the fact that they don't know our language and they don't know our culture. And when, when someone is in trouble, domestic violence wise, they're also in trouble with the UCMJ. Now, what is the UCMJ? Well, let's just say that's military law. And if you are in trouble with the civilian law, you're also in trouble with the military law. But we're gonna be talking about both sides of this issue. One, the perpetrator, the other, the victims. And like what Jennifer said, it would be a very happy day in her life if we could put Operation Foxhole out of business. Why? Because when you're a victim, that is a really bad place to be. In most cases, domestic violence, well, you can use your imagination. There's a lot of hurt, physical, mental, psychological, all of that. And then on the other side, the perpetrator, the military member, there's a lot of hurt as well. So there's a lot of hurt to their career. I mean, if you're in trouble with UCMJ, you are in big trouble. You got Article 15, you got reduction in rank, you could even find yourself in military prison. Not a good thing, not at all. So what happens that a military family finds themselves in a moment of crisis? Well, there's a lot of things that are going on. For one thing, we've got a, a rapid deployments that were taking place. We've got mobilizations. What is the difference between a mobilization and a deployment? Well, let me, let me fill you in, and Jennifer can, can talk about this too. When you're mobilized, you're stateside, which means you're closer to your family. Something goes wrong, maybe you can handle it a little bit easier than if you're deployed. If you're deployed, you're over the waters. You are not in the United States. You are somewhere in the world. Most of the time, you can't even tell anybody where you are 
it's a need to know and your family unfortunately is one of those that don't need to know again national security is our prime reason for that it's not that we're trying to cause problems at home not at all it's we are doing our job and we're doing it with national security at the utmost of our minds now what does that do to the families well jennifer you tell me when you've got a family and the military member is mobilized is it a little different situation than when they're deployed um yes and no um so both of them require a lot of attention from the service member both of them require a lot of independence from the military spouse and a lot of responsibility on the military spouse while the service member is away the military spouse becomes the taxi driver, the bill payer, the single parent, sometimes full-time, part-time employed. They're the teacher. And especially during the pandemic, right? They were at home with their children. They were taking on the full household duties uh, by themselves. Um, one thing that's really important to point out is post-deployment. So when our service members return home, the amount of processing that they need to do mentally and physically to decompress from the duties that they were while they were gone. Right. So a lot of times they need mental health support. And what we're finding is, is a lot of our families uh, don't understand that. Right. That's not the time to be asking your military member to go paint the fence, build a, um, a shed or build a deck or, or finish the basement. As soon as they come back from war, not a good time for that. Yeah, and that's one of the things that we try to, when we're doing our peer mentoring with our military spouses, that's one of the things that we try to reinforce is educating as far as what integration looks like, what expectations they uh, should have with the service member. And a lot of times too, the, the, the discord and the tension in the relationship occurs during the deployment. So there's a lack of communication. Both the service member and the spouse are under stress because they have their individual responsibilities. They're frustrated because they can't be near each other. It happens to create miscommunication, which then bleeds into that reintegration process. Um, so I think it's very clear prior to a spouses come together and talk about what their expectations are, what the communication is going to look like, and what reintegration is going to look like to help mitigate a lot of that tension and stress when the service member does return. Oh, I love it. Let's do manage expectations to mitigate moments of distress. Well, you know what? We're going to pick up right there after these messages. Ron salutes as a LinkedIn business strategist. 
and Relationship Advisor. He's the co-author of 21 Days to Success with LinkedIn. He's a guest speaker for the U.S. Army on Veteran Transition. Contact Ron at his website. talking with Jennifer from Operation Foxhole. And just before we broke for those messages, we were onto something. If we manage expectations and to mitigate moments of distress in military families, oh man, Operation Foxhole would be put out of business. Cool. All right, so let me give you a, 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 a real scenario, all right? I happen to know from my own personal experience that <clears throat> When my husband goes to sleep, he thrashes in his sleep. Okay? He thrashes. Now, if I wasn't in the military and I saw that, felt that, experienced that, I'd be scared out of my wits. That's stress. When a military member thrashes in their sleep, has nightmares, he even runs in his sleep. I know all about that. Why? Because I'm in the military. But if I was not in the military and I was a spouse, where do I go to ask questions? Yeah, so I think it's really important to that military spouses or veteran caregivers educate themselves on PTSD and what PTSD looks like compared to domestic violence. Because what you're describing, that that thrashing around or waking up in a, a hot sweat, the, you know, the yelling in your sleep, different things like that, those could all be triggers from PTSD. Those are not domestic violent situations, even though you know you may be caught in the crossfire, right? Because <laughs> you're sleeping next to them. That's that, if that's not managed. That couldn't, that could, that could come into, because if I confront him and I say, you know, I see this all going on all the time and I don't like it. Stop it. What did I just do? I created a no, another stress on top of stress. Mm -hmm. Now we're not getting along. So now it's just a matter of another trigger and then another trigger and then another trigger. And before you know it, there could be domestic violence. Right. And it's important how you approach the the service member and the situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, always when you start to see concerning behaviors, uh, you know, my first recommendation would be, you know, have them speak with a mental health professional or, you know, a general practitioner to discuss some of those behaviors and catch them, like you said, before they continue to escalate. Right, but we are talking about triggers, and then we're trying to mitigate moments uh, where we 
unknowingly, as military, you know, significant others, we cause a trigger. How do we stop that? So as a military spouse, it's my belief that we are not responsible for our service members' emotional regulation. It is not our responsibility to tiptoe around their triggers. However, it is our responsibility to be aware of those triggers and help support those triggers. But ultimately, the service member or the veteran themselves needs to be responsible for their emotions and their actions, regardless of a diagnosis. I'm glad you said that because that is the other message to this episode. Yes, we are talking about military families, but of course, military members, please listen up. If you're a warrior or a veteran and you're going through something, take responsibility. That's part of our training, guys, is to take responsibility for our actions. So that goes for what we happen to experience at home also. Most especially, in fact, we cannot just get by or think that we're going to get by and somehow it's all magically, magically going to be different. No, if you are experiencing something, take responsibility for your actions and by goodness gracious, make sure you do that before it gets to an escalation, right? Because if you take care of yourself, you're also going to be taking care of your family in the process. Right, Jennifer? Absolutely correct. So really, the to mitigate, to manage expectations and mitigate moments of distress, it really falls on our shoulders, guys. And I'm saying our because, of course, I'm a veteran. It really falls on our shoulders. Our military family are there to support us, but it's our job to do our job so that we're taken care of. We're taken care of, they're taken care of. As simple as that. All right, so when we get back from these messages, we are then gonna talk about a little bit more of resources, sources, and information so that we, as military veterans and warriors, can get taken care of, and so can our families. We'll be right back. Hey, vets, you know who I am. This is Ranger Johnson, and I want to help you to get the VA disability rating that you deserve. And if you want to know more about the Ranger method, please go to Champions forveterans.com and schedule a free consultation now. Stay in the fight! Mike Merwin here, U.S. Navy retired submarine officer turned entrepreneur. I turned my hobby of 25 plus years making beef jerky into a thriving small business. Made in small batches with only high quality ingredients, it's not good, it's crazy good. A portion of all proceeds helps save military lives. Order now on www.crazymikesjerky.com using code CB10 for 10% off.
Welcome back to Veterans Onward to Prosperity. I'm Master Sergeant Retired Anna Maria Blivin, talking with Jennifer from Operation Foxhole. So, managing expectations to mitigate moments of distress is the bulwark of what it is that we need to do as military members that love and want the best for our military family. I know we love and want the best for our military family. Even when we're stressed to the max and we're doing things and saying things that under other circumstances we would not be doing and not saying. So let's take responsibility for our actions, guys and gals, and let's do what we can, okay? So operationfoxhole.org is the website where Jennifer's information, resources, and sources come into play. But I also want to say that there is a special place on their website for prevention of domestic violence and sexual assault. Okay. We have what we need. We have the tool. We have the source. If that's not enough, you also have something of V-A-W-N-E-T. That's Victor Alpha Whiskey. November Echo Tango. It's a project of the National Resource Center on Domestic Violence. Do your diligence. Do your diligence, military warrior and veteran, to know what it is that you need to do to face what it is that you need to face so that you and your family can be whole and healthy. And I'm not just talking physical health, I'm talking whole and healthy in every which way possible. Our military families are there to love and support us. And sometimes that can be challenging if we make it so. So Jennifer, in Operation Foxhole, specifically, how it is, how is it that you support military families? Um, so on our website, we have a chat now option where in the moment, a client can reach out to us and chat in real time with an advocate. Our advocates can connect the service member spouse or the veteran spouse with either the family advocacy program on installation or the VA's um, interpersonal intimate person uh, violence program. And uh, we also can connect them with their local domestic violence shelters if they need emergency housing situations. But a big part of our program is the empowerment piece. So what we strive to do is to break the patterns of underemployment and undereducation in the military spouse community. A lot of these spouses don't have the opportunity to obtain certifications or college degrees because we're PCSing so often. And so we've teamed up with National University to provide those spouses with education opportunities that they can do from home or on campus if they happen to live out in California. They can do it uh, at a work at their own pace. Uh, so, you know, they're able to achieve those goals. And then we've also teamed up with some employment 
opportunity is to be able to work on resume building, interview skill building, and actually find careers that will move with a lot of the, the military spouses too. So many of them currently work in fast food restaurants or retail positions, which are fabulous, but if they're leaving violence, situation, they're going to need career opportunities where they can be independent. Yes, and mobile. Correct. Because Yeah, because uh, like you said, the PCS, that's permanent change of station for those of you that don't know. That simply means that every three or four years, although I did hear that they were going to extend that to six years for the reasons that you were just saying, but um, let's say it's three to four years and you're moving. So how do you convince an employer an employer to employ you knowing full well that in three or four years you're going to be gone? Unless you get in with a, with a chain of restaurants that would allow you to transfer to other locations. But uh, that's not always the case. So if you're able to get a job like working at home and being mobile, that's all the better. Uh, opportunity for uh, for being a military spouse. Totally agree. And it's really important too, as a military spouse, that they have, have their own autonomy from the service member. I mean, so much of our lives as a spouse is to support our service member. We move with them. We, you know, we follow the same rules and regulations on base that they have to do, but we also need selves, right? We need our own identity in order to continue to build our steam and fill our bucket as well. Yes, you, yes, you hit the nail right on the head. Absolutely. And then guess what we get to do, veterans and warriors? We get to support them in helping, helping them build their lives because they need to have a life. They do. They need to they need to be strong. See if they're strong and we're strong, well then guess what? We have a strong family. And a stronger family can get through things to manage expectations and mitigate moments of distress. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. All right, so on the website, there is a chat box, should you need it. And I am so glad that you have that chat box, should you need it. So Thank Jennifer, you. is there anything that you wanna add before we wrap this sec segment up in this episode? You know, um, I just wanted to mention that Operation Foxhole has teamed up with some really important organizations. The first organization is the National Organization for Victim Assistance, or NOVA is their acronym. And um, along with Operation Foxhole and NOVA, we are providing education pieces to community domestic violence shelters and homeless shelters so that they can better assist our military families when they enter their resources. They also have a large library of resources if anybody has any questions as far as 
what domestic violence looks like in the military, what some of the first steps are that they can take. So that's a, a really good opportunity and we're really proud to be able to reach um, a lot of the community resources. As you said earlier, uh, currently they don't necessarily speak the military language. They don't understand the military culture. So our hope is, is along with NOVA, we're able to provide that education piece and bridge that gap. And that's important because in the moment of crisis, you've got to have somebody that you can reach out and rely on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then we've teamed up with the Veteran Spouse Network out of the University of Texas in Austin. And with that organization, um, they are holding a veteran spouse resiliency group. So it's a support group for veteran spouses, um, you know, where you can dialogue about these stresses that we've been talking about and you can get the peer support um, that you need to help mitigate some of these situations. They also have a virtual social club. Uh, we were finding during the pandemic, it was you know obviously hard for people to get out and connect with one another. So they do uh, monthly book clubs, they do coffee chats, uh, different social things. So you can reconnect with other uh, veteran spouses across the US. And then um, they also provide a veteran transitioning support program. So a lot of times uh, just transitioning out of the military into civilian life can be stressful both for the spouse and the service member having to redefine your identity and, and your roles again. So the Veteran Spouse Network and the University of Texas assist with that. And then lastly, uh, we've teamed up with the Military Family Advisory Network, or MFAN. And right now, our goal is to feed military families. We started recognizing the food insecurities that a lot of our service members and veteran families experience. And so it's our mission to create food banks and uh, financial opportunities for our military families so that feeding our families uh, is not one of the stressors that we have to deal with. Oh my goodness, that is so, that's a lot more resources and sources than I actually thought I was gonna hear today. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm, I'm overjoyed to know that that much support is available to us. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. We're really proud of, of everybody's efforts that's really cool so um wow i i'm glad i i asked for <laughs> for uh, for you to, to share you know uh some some things with with our audience as as basically parting words but um wow i wow i'm taken aback with all the lists that you just shared so mm -hmm. i guess what i'm going to try and do is re-listen to this broadcast myself, take notes, go and see where the websites are for all of these. And then on Veterans Onward to Prosperity YouTube channel, I will list them. I will definitely list them. And I'll also list them on the Facebook group so that, uh, so that we can make use of them. It's one thing to say, hey, we have a dinner for you. 
and you've got an appetizer, dessert, entree and dessert, and all you do is you eat your entree, but you've missed your appetizer and dessert. Jennifer just gave you the appetizer and dessert. So let's make sure that we make a full availability that is our accessibility to what is available to us. Let's do it, guys. Let's do it. And let's have strong, healthy families in the process. Jennifer, thank you so much for being on this show and for bringing us all that wonderful uh, resources and sources and information. Um, and thank you, too. On behalf of Veterans Onward to Prosperity TV show and all the veterans and warriors that listen to us, we heartfully thank Operation Foxhole for being in existence and doing what it is you do. Thank you, Anna Maria. We are so glad that you gave us the platform to reach more families. Um, and thank you for everything that you do to try to educate the military community. Uh, it's our pleasure. We can just have more strong families and healthy families. Then this episode is a win and mission possible for families. Well, with that, I will wrap up this episode after these messages. Let me introduce you to Frank Sinclair. He has a business called Dream Again Business Consulting. Frank believes that you were put on this earth for a specific reason. It's his job to find out why. If we follow the natural course of your life in your story, it always leads to your purpose. I'm Zach Damon, host of the Disability Channel Detroit. Please join us at the Disability Channel and watch the Disability Channel Detroit for all your Michigan disability information. I don't know about you, but it warms my heart to hear me even say, mission, family, possible. Because this is the month of mission, family, possible. But more than that, if you were paying attention, which I hope you were, take notes when you listen to this broadcast. Go back, rewind, listen again, and make yourself the notes of where you can get these resources. Holy cow, there's a bunch of them. And I'm so grateful as being a military veteran and being the wife of a military veteran, that we have these sources and resources available to us. Just like I said in the analogy of a dinner, if you're only eating your entree, but you've got an appetizer and dessert on both sides of that plate, place um, setting, but all you're eating is your entree, you're missing out. You're missing out on your appetizer and dessert for the full experience of that dining analogy. Well, guys, we're talking life here. We're talking life, family life. And it's worth looking at that appetizer, picking it up and making use of it, and that dessert, picking it up and making use of it, so that we can all have a safe and healthy family life. Being in the military is stressful. We get that. 
but we can take responsibility for our actions and in so doing have healthy and strong and vibrant families. Well, next, next week, we're gonna continue with more guests and more information so that we can have mission family possible all this month of August. I mean, all this month of September. Oh my gosh, I'm, I, I don't know why I said August. I've got that on my mind for some reason, but this is the month of September and this is Mission Family Possible. So don't miss next episode and by all means, be the best you you can be.